The championship fight comes to our neck of the woods for the U.S. Grand Prix. Rumors run rampant concerning Mercedes' title sponsor. Will F1 finally get an American driver? And Wells, please, free Ruben and Yancey. Let's jump the start. Right, everybody welcome into the jump to start racing podcast my name is wellington i'm here with two of my closest friends the liar reuben say hi what's going on guys <laughs> yes he, you're still a close friend on today's episode we'll be talking about the united states grand prix as well as going through some of the news that's taken place since the last race including some weird rumors about patronus and aramco Let's get into it. Ruben, how was your weekend? It was actually pretty good. No race, but it was okay. That's it. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yes. Rest, party, rest. Party. That's how you do it. And next weekend we do it again. If you work hard, you work you play harder, bro. Yes, sir. That's how you do it. How was your weekend, Willie? It's chilled out. I slept a lot. That's it? Much needed. <laughs> so I heard you Much snoring. needed. Yeah probably all right so before we jump into it i just want to point out to our socials well our podcast platforms guys apple podcast spotify google podcast iHeartRadio, radio tune in and stitcher drop in give us a uh, review if you pl- if you please uh we're also on youtube say hello if you've watched more than one video make sure to come in and uh, subscribe drop a thumbs up hit the uh the bell for the uh notifications drop a comment if you would like give us some feedback please at jump to start f1 on twitter and on instagram Come through also and say hello. That's at Jump to Start F1. So, with that said, let's jump into it. The news. The FIA has formally, well, not formally, it, they have announced a provisional schedule, 23 race calendar for the 2022 Formula One season. Uh, of note, no China on the calendar. So, due to the ongoing pandemic, you know, that's still... I guess they've preemptively just taken it off the uh, off the radar. Uh, Imola is going to be replacing it. That will take place in slot number four, taking place at the end of April. We're starting the season in Bahrain, as they say. Uh, Saudi Arabia is the second race uh, on the calendar, going to race at Jeddah. And then, surprisingly, Australia will be race number three. We did not race there this season. Uh, traditionally, it is the first race on the calendar. Haven't raced in the last two seasons, actually. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's when it was canceled, really. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, That's there, one of those moments where, like, where were you that day? Don't care. What, the day that it was canceled? The day that it was canceled. It was like, the yeah. Pandemic. It was the weekend of. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the other thing of note to us U.S. fans, and I guess everybody else too, is that Miami will be taking place as well as in the fifth, it's officially scheduled here, in the uh, fifth race slot in the beginning of May. May eighth. What are you guys' thoughts? 23 races when a lot of teams were already scrambling and complaining about the amount of stress it is putting on their people to have that many races per year. It's yeah. a stretch. Um, it is a stretch, and I'm surprised that... I mean, I remember when they did the 
first triple header a few years back. And um, obviously they trialed that and they said that they wouldn't go back to it again. Obviously they had to go back to it, especially last year because of the ongoing situation, the global pandemic. Um, but they did it again this season. And I don't know why they did it because obviously things seem to be coming down a little bit as far as the, the pandemic is concerned. So um, I guess that's the only way they would get the 23 races in. But I don't know. It's uh, it's good for us. But a lot of people, especially many drivers, I think Sebastian Vettel was one of them, uh, where you risk burnout from the crew. Uh, so did Total Wolf said that too a few weeks back. You risk burnout from the crew. And what Vettel alluded to was that which I don't believe that's the case, that it wouldn't make it special because there's so many races. It's just, it's a bit overkill, but I'm excited about it. It should be fun. Any thoughts, Ruben? No, I'm more inclined to the equipment. If, for example, look at the the faces we have this year regarding, you know, engines with the, when it came to like not using more than three per the year and stuff like that. So now when you, and we, we don't even have 23 this year and look how we are because now, you, now you're, you're putting the, the constructors or the engine manufacturers at a level of that they're not going to keep, you know, uh, pushing the boundaries when it comes to pushing the engines to the limit and stuff like that. So it's only now it's also going to hinder in that because now you're going to be focused more on reliability instead of more, I guess, edge of it. You don't think that could make it a little bit more interesting, though? Especially at the end of the year, look what's happening this year where people have to take engine penalties. No, no, but yeah, that's, that's part of it. But it also... You know, teams, that's part of the, that adds more into the stress and the burnout than of the team as well. Yeah, because now we also, we also, we have that and we also have, a, a, you know, the budget cap, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. It's, it's just. It's just another challenge, I exactly. think. Yeah, it is, it is a challenge, but this sport, this sport has always been, you know, on top of technology. And we mm -hmm. cannot, you know, regardless of whatever change you could bring to the sport, I think technology should be also be a priority on, on, on bringing the, always the new stuff and being the edge of it. Not just a new calendar, or not just twenty three races, but then they're also introducing the new uh, car. The new car. Mm -hmm. There's there's so much go going into next year. It's it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out. New tracks, Miami. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm excited for it. So we start in the Middle East and finish in the Middle East. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> we got two races in the U.S., which is great for us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Canada's no longer is going to be later on in June, which is one that we like to go to. But I think yeah, because Canada is normally right behind Monaco, or like two yeah. weeks after Monaco. But I'm, I'm penciling in Miami to be there for Miami. See you guys there. Yes. <laughs> All right. As far as our next bit of news, I'm not really too clear on this one, but the F1 set is set to trial a system of. Deleting yellow flag, uh, double yellow flag lap time. So there's been a number of instances throughout uh, the season, and in particular, um, was it in Turkey or was it the the race before, where I believe it was Carlos Sainz set a fast lap time. It was Fernando Alonso. I'm sorry. Actually, maybe you you probably better equipped than yeah, yeah better Turkey. equipped to go through this news item here. Yeah, Fernando Alonso. Uh, I think it was at the end of or one of the qualifying sessions, um, he did a 
pretty it was a double a double wave yellow everybody backed out um but fernando alonso did a pretty competitive lap time but as the track was drying up obviously the next lap that he did was three seconds three faster, seconds faster yep. but he was still referred to the stewards um and the fact that he didn't get any penalties or anything like that uh angered many of the drivers or i wouldn't say angered but upset many of the drivers because they back off their lap time they're back off as they should mm -hmm. they respect that, the, that the section um so in order to avoid that whole mess what they will start trialing as maybe as soon as this weekend coming up in austin they're just going to delete the times if there's any double yellow so nobody can set a competitive lap time in a or nobody's at a disadvantage. So would that avoid sending? But that's only during. I'm sorry, that's only during practice sessions and qualifying. qualifying. Yes. Yeah. So would that take away of, you know, pretty much uh, sending a driver to the storage, or you know, the storage requesting to see a driver because of violation of double yellow? So that they're gonna obviously. Which, no, I don't think they're gonna see the stores. They're just gonna delete the laptop. No, no, because I know what I'm saying. Like, but so, it's still a safety issue, though. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are there? Yeah, because they're deleting the well, laptop. I, I guess it could be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, if they're, you know, are they gonna give both? Like, hey, you delete a laptop for this, and see, that's afterwards the thing, you have to store for it. When it comes to like, for example, there's ways to trick the system. So let's just take in uh, the one that I can think of the buses uh during a, a vsc a virtual safety car mm -hmm. you have to have an average time you know a certain average time through these micro sectors where you have to keep an average speed but there's ways you can trick it maybe you could go a little bit faster to certain sections and then slow down yeah. and then speed up and slow down that's essentially what they can do through a double wave yellow you have to have a you know an average speed or something like that yeah what they're trying to do is just to avoid that whole situation is just delete the laptop, which I think it's fair. I don't, I don't, I don't see, um, I don't see any reason why not to delete the laptop, especially if you're going through a double wave yellow, mm -hmm. because obviously when it's a double wave yellow um, or a double yellow, that means that there's a car off the track or somebody's went off and it could cause a very serious situation. Or like a stop car. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to like the Delta stuff where they always um, and they always talk to the drivers. You know, hey, maintain your mm -hmm. Delta, maintain your Delta. pretty much. Yeah, and I think it's br it's being brought up because the only reason was that obviously the la the next lap time that he did was a lot was three seconds faster, but I mean a lot of what the argument what the other judges were saying was like yeah it would have been faster because the track was drying so it would have been a better you know better better conditions to go faster. So Michael Massey has said that they will probably trial something in Austin. That was the last we we heard of it. So it's not even certain that it'll be something that comes up this weekend but it'll for sure for sure come up some at some point during this season as we see a lot of these rule changes rear their ugly heads way later <laughs> and they start getting tailored mm -hmm. i mean I, i'll tell you what i i do appreciate that they don't wait until oh you know what they, they see an exploit they see something that could potentially cause an issue mm -hmm. they fix it right then they, they don't wait until the following season I, yeah. i do appreciate that absolutely that they're that flexible I'm not flexible on this, but the the story of the weekend was the rumors of Patronus, I'm sorry, Mercedes Patronus, Mercedes AMG Patronus being no longer, that uh, uh, partnership being dissolved and then becoming Mercedes AMG Aramco, where the Saudi Arabian 
uh, oil company, oil, oil giant, essentially, would state take over. Owned. State-owned mm-hmm. oil giant would take over as the title sponsor uh, for the Mercedes team. That was the rumor. Both Mercedes and Petronas have come out and um, disavowed those rumors, said that there's no way that's, that's true. The, Do you know what disavowed means? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. Denied. Denied <laughs> the rumors. Denied the rumors. <laughs> Google, what this? <laughs> Google, tra- his face Google like, translate this one. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Siri, what does, what does disavow mean? Um... <laughs> So, yes, they denied the rumors that uh, this was actually going to be happening. Petronas is actually signed on until 2025 as a title sponsor. So we're going we're gonna to keep our partnership. But what could that have possibly... So Saudi Arabia is coming on strong, right? They we, we have the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix coming up in Jeddah at the end of the season. We have, as we talked about earlier this episode, we're going to be racing in Saudi Arabia at the start of next season, race number two. And then Aramco has been all over the place as a sponsor on the track. On you see them on the uh, almost every race. On, the, on the crash barriers on almost every race. Bye bye Heineken. You don't see Heineken that much. You don't see Heineken. You don't see Johnny Walker a lot. Yeah. What do you guys think of this? I know what I think of this. I'm gonna stay quiet. What do you guys think of this? <laughs> Disavowed. Deny any responsibility or support for. <laughs> so they're not they're not saying no yet. this is how the rumors perpetuate so what does perpetuate (laughs) let me check the google machine anyways um the i got off track there um hey it could be like an alonzo rumor remember do you, well, do you guys know. think where the smoke is fire? Yep. <laughs> I don't because that deal is signed through 2025. It would have to. Well, I mean, not that they don't have the money to buy it out and then become the title sponsors, the, the Saudi state sponsored. Well, uh, re- remember also that and um, Ineos, which is one third owner of Mercedes, has a very strong relationship and mm. uh, they're going to be building a strong relationship with with Aramco in Saudi Arabia. They're going to be building one of their plants in Saudi Arabia as well. <sighs> Jedi Knight. So, you know, there there could be the uh there could be the there there's your connection right there as far as why Aramco is connected with Mercedes. Also, um I know they signed a fi- uh you know, they signed a, a multi-year deal and which was renewed I think last year. 2019. With 2019 with Patronus. However, as we all know in F1, and this happens a lot, you know, you leak a little rumor out there just to see if you can get more money or you can get an interest in a driver. And this this is definitely possible. This that's probably what happened. You get a little, you get a rumor because honestly, this got picked up. Obviously, you hear rumors and they, it'll get you, you. Certain rumors don't get picked up by like the major media sources in F one. This got picked up by all the major media sources in F one, including motorsport um, and autosport. So there had to be something really going on if this came out in the news. And if this came out, it seems like somebody just leaked it just to maybe get a little bit more money from Patronus. Even though Patronus is pulling out of, they had they have a, they had a major sponsorship in the team in uh, in the Sepang team in in MotoGP. So I don't know. Uh, 
Stay tuned. I don't think this one's over. What do you think? With the smoke, this wine. You think it's not disavowed? (laughs) 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 They didn't deny it. Look, I mean, if it's me, the Mercedes car is constantly on TV. I would want to be that title sponsor. I don't care what I got to pay, right? Imagine being the Haas title sponsor. Like, you don't ever see that car, right? You never see the Alfa Romeo. So, like, that kind of sucks for them. But... Um, it kind of ties right into what Sebastian Vettel said this weekend that, at, you know, at what point, at what point is the money just not as important or, yeah, at what point is the money just not as important as your morals? Where we do have a lot of issues in many other countries, especially like Saudi Arabia uh, for, for human rights violations, for, um I'll leave it at that. Sebastian Vettel has been at the forefront in uh, in Hungary. He had the LGBTQ uh, shirt the, the with the rainbow, where it's outlawed outlawed in Hungary to even uh, be of that persuasion. I don't know if that's the best way to say that, but yeah, that's what I mean. And he's to show just, propaganda, right? And then uh, uh, in Russia, he had the 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 climate. I forget exactly what the shirt was, but he had a, a shirt that was pushing for you know climate. Uh, taking responsibility over climate change and, you know, being more Mm eco-friendly, Russia being a giant oil state as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So at what point does the sport, even though they believe that they shine a light and, you know, try and change the opinions of these countries, whatever, it's not really doing a great job, but at what point do we say, okay, our, our dollars are just not that important compared to we're losing ourselves and our values? Or, or are there values? So is the question is, at what point does F1 stop perpetuating? Yes. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> Make something typically an undesirable situation or an unfounded belief continue indefinitely. Write that down. Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> I meant to hit the applause. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Um, dude, you them if you do, you them if you don't. Money's king in this sport. Money's king in every sport. And um, obviously, it's very expensive to hold a an event, an F one event in any country. So you need the big bucks to come in and sponsor it and make it happen. How many deals have we seen in F1 fall through because nobody has enough money? Um, one one I can think of was, I think, uh, not too long ago, they wanted to hold an F1 race here in the New York, New Jersey area. That was in 2010. In 2010. And after consistently thinking that the sponsor had enough backers to hold the race. The promoter. The promoter. To hold the race, everybody backed out, and there's not enough money to hold it, and it's very expensive. Back then, was the need a commitment of ten years for a hundred million a year. Yes, Ooh. and, and Red Bull even made a video going, to Lincoln Tunnel, going through the Lincoln Tunnel yep. off a of River Road over Ooh. over on the other side mm-hmm. of Jersey. A billion dollars coming off of the financial crisis. Yeah, exactly. So, you tell me, you need that? You know, they need a substantial amount of money to run these events, to run these races. And right now, unfortunately, a lot of the money is sitting in the Middle East with all that oil money just waiting to be spent. 
and you've seen underspending with no limits. Yeah, you've seen you've seen the Bahraini government, uh, you know, uh, buy into McLaren. You've seen Aramco make a big push uh, in sponsorship deals, and then I'm pretty sure that they're pushing to sponsor the best team right now on the grid, meaning Mercedes, Petronas F1, AMG Petronas F1 team. I don't even think. Uh, you Total Wolf like, and Lewis Hamilton. You sound like the start of Drive to Survive. There you go, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then you see also your alkali with, and with obviously with uh, your what your exactly? Because you never see it on screen. So, like, yeah, you never the alkali is the main sponsor for the Haas F1 team, which is a Russian a, company, which is a Russian company. I don't know. I don't know if it's exactly oil, but it has to do with something in that industry or sector. I mean, you know, F1 is a big deal and everybody sees it and everybody wants to promote their product and and governments want to promote their state-owned assets. So, I don't know. I think So, yeah, they will keep on perpetuating this as long as there's money. I think remember there's 52 weeks in a year. These people come to your area for one week. And if out of that week, they're Main shine is one day. From Wednesday that they start arriving, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's when it, out of the whole seven days, it's only four days of action. Like mm -hmm. they always say, it's like a rolling circus or whatever the hell they call it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so why are we That's focusing? Understand, understandably, obviously there's, there's been, you know, the last couple of years been a lot of lights into all this stuff, but mm -hmm. they're just rolling by, bro. Yeah, and I think also. Whoever wants to have a political stance, like Beto's been doing, Yo, I think it looks awesome that he's doing it. And who? I, I It's I only going to go so far. Here's the thing. I, that's no, no, but would you want somebody else other than Beto to do it? The, wow, Beto's like the stand-up guy to do it because he's correct. And the, he'll tell you, you know. He, why is he the only one? But he's the only ones that care about it. Maybe the other ones don't care about it. Maybe the other ones are saying, yo, if I start talking like Beto, I'll probably lose my, my sponsors. I don't have it like Beto. Beto's a four-time champion, multi-millionaire. I'm probably, I'm probably getting paid a couple hundred The issue is, is that you can't cherry-pick your issues, man. Exactly. There's issues all over the world, including in this country, that, you know, anybody can take up arms against and, and you know, and, and, and protest against. And we, we saw that, la uh, what, two last years summer. ago, last summer. Um, so you, you, can't, you can't come in and get on your high horse because every, I think... Every country all over this world deals with things like this, um, no, regardless of what side you fall on. Um, as far as political, to say it's a political issue, I would disagree with you on that. There's certain things that are obviously human rights issues, but it's all, you know, we're all going to disagree and agree on certain things. And and um, it, it's tough. It's tough because, yes, you would want, you know, an entity as big as F1 to take a stand on, on a, human rights abuses, but... You know, at the end of the day, you need money and 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 to run the show and to become awareness. I think the the view, the the cor not the correct thing, but one of the things that you can do, especially as a driver, if you have a clout that maybe a Lewis Hamilton or a Sebastian Vettel has, is bring awareness because honestly, that's what they're doing. Yeah, and then people can can uh can dig deeper. And maybe demand more and, and demand the changes, but obviously, if you stay away, then those changes will never be made. So it, it's a it's a tough situation mm -hmm. to be in, but um, if you look at you know the bright side, if you if you can call that a bright side, is that 
yeah, we're racing in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, we're racing in Bahrain. We're racing in China. We're racing in a lot of different countries and Azerbaijan as well. Um, a lot of different countries that have sketchy records on certain human rights abuses. And the fact that it's being brought up on the world stage is because F1 is in that country, That's not because they stay true. away. I'm going to point out also, so Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, and Abu Dhabi next next year, and Qatar is mm -hmm. being added the year after. Mm -hmm. Right now, they're going through their own trouble. So it it goes much further than Formula One. I'm glad Vettel is saying what I'm thinking, but it goes much further than Formula One. Uh, Qatar, obviously, the World Cup. Mm -hmm. All yes. kinds of issues there. Uh, even how they even got that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got how they got it, having... how they're building the facilities. Like, yeah. just read up on it if you can. And then also, we had our own issue here in the NBA. Last year, was it last year or the year before, where LeBron James um, did, not wanna, yeah, did not want to speak out against China because he didn't want to get canceled over there because that would cost him a ton yeah. of money as far as Space Jam, which bombed anyway <laughs> so there's that <laughs> whatever let's get off the high horse let's get back to racing no yeah. but like, there's, so how much did Liberty Media pay for Formula 1 4.4 billion whatever I don't know you're the one that so 4.4 billion so you got here Saudi Arabia you got that 4.4 I give you 1 billion just come over here now, now you got 3.4 to make up somewhere else. <laughs> Yo, but what's going to happen? I'm giving you a billion dollars. Yeah. Be quiet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll go there for a couple of years. <laughs> money talks, man. Yes. At the end of the day, money talks. And there, there's a business. Yep. And business equals money. And it's an expensive sport. Super expensive. Mm -hmm. So a little bit, going into kind of the preview of the U.S. Let's Grand Prix. It. Let's bring it back. Let's bring what it back, saying? yeah. <laughs> Let's bring it back to uh, racing. Back yeah. to the preview for the, well, mm -hmm. getting into the preview for the U.S. Grand Prix, not starting with trivia, but kind of going through some news. So if you guys recall, Daniel Ricardo, the master of making bets with team principals, right? He made the bet. And winning. With, and winning. He made the bet with Zach Brown about, what was it, being on the podium or winning? Podium. Race. podium. Being on the podium, which he, I guess he won that bet in style by winning, winning in Monza. Yeah. Or the one-two in Monza. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo is set to drive the Earnhardt NASCAR stock car at the U.S. Grand Prix after winning bet with Zach Brown, his boss. This guy, uh, talk about putting money where your mouth is. We haven't had to hear about what the other side of his bets would be. Actually, did he give, uh, what's his name, the tattoo yet, Cyril Abitable? I think there was some news about that recently that Cyril Abitable was going to honor it. <laughs> Um, but we don't we don't know when. I'm pretty sure it'll come up. But there was some news about that. It was you know it was like a blip on the radar in the F1 news. But I heard something that yeah that it's still gonna happen. So we'll see that. Even though a bit of a, I mean he's not I don't he's with Renault, but he's not no longer in, like actively in F1. So right. So he's going to be he's going to be driving Dale Earnhardt Seniors 1984 Wrangler Chevy Monte Carlo at Coda. Nice car. Too. Very nice car. Um, is there anything really else to talk about with that? Uh, with that, I hope we get videos of it. So oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we will. Of course. So beyond that, but Zach Brown is a man of his word. Man of his word. Can't believe he owns. Oh, he's dude, he's paying a lot of bets this weekend. I can't believe what he owns else is that he doing? He's giving Pato Award a, a test. But that's, that's right. It's not this weekend. No, but that's at the end of the season. Oh, at the end of the season. I'm sorry. In December was this week. So we were going to December. We're, I'm we're sorry. Gonna get to that. Yes. <laughs> 
he's, he's, a, he's a man of his word. He pays his bets, though. He, he's like, he's a, like Lannister. a Lannister. <laughs> <laughs> so Danica Patrick, uh, long time, I'm going to say single-seater driver in the U.S., uh, will be joining the she drove ES- NASCAR too? She drove NASCAR as well, yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, very, very I'm, talented. No, no, talented. I was thinking what she she stayed at for the you know for longer is NASCAR or IndyCar. I was like, I'm I'm still. Like, I think it was. I don't know. I, I'm right? not sure to be honest with you, but she she, she did both. I know that. I think on her NASCAR career. I mean, uh, her IndyCar. Her IndyCar career was longer. Sorry, one. Mm-hmm. Now she'll be joining the coverage of the U.S. Grand Prix at Austin with Sky Sports F1 and the ESPN team, which is a welcome addition on multiple fronts. It's an American voice, right? Mm-hmm. Beyond that, it's a female. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Beyond that, it's a woman. That is the way that F1 is going to start making more inroads and becoming more popular is to get women involvement. So, like, I feel like this is this is a good step in the right direction. Uh, she went out as far as to say that F1 has been growing a lot in the United States, thanks to due in part in large part to the popularity of the Netflix Drive to, Drive to Survive. Uh, but what she thinks will push this over the top is if there's an American driver in an F1 car relatively soon. So what does that lead us to? You're you're a bigger indie fan than I am, but she's saying that somebody like a Colin Herta could be that guy. Mm-hmm. Then there's also the rumor swirling of the Andretti racing team potentially looking to buy out a large stake in Alpha, Alpha Romeo. And bringing along one of their drivers. Colton Herter. Colton Herter. I forgot what I said, but. Colton Herter is the youngest ever F- uh, IndyCar winner. Yep, yep, yep. He's won already six times in the IndyCar series. Um, but he also just, well, he's been driving. He drove for a team that was backed by Andretti, but now he's officially an Andretti driver. Um, and who's been rumored to want to buy a large stake. And an F1 team. I want a large stake to a porterhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Andretti is rumored to want to buy uh, the majority stake in ownership in Sauber. Mike Andretti. Uh, well, yeah, the Andretti, the, Andretti, the Andretti racing team, which obviously they have, they have a racing team, obviously an IndyCar. Um, they also run an outfit in Formula E along with BMW. They run an outfit in Extreme sure. E as well. Wow. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're heavily, I mean, they're heavily involved in motorsports all over the world. Oh, and IMSA as well. Who? IMSA, which is the the endurance series here in the U.S. Gotcha. It's like okay. the WEC of the U.S. Um, And they run two programs there. They run a prototype program and also a GT program. Jeez. Uh, which, in, which... Not too, not too far in the future, they'll be also racing in WEC because those two classes are going to... Uh, Me? Yeah, they're going to be similar. In, in, so you're going to have a lot of American racing teams going to That's nice. to Le Mans to race um, on an even playing field. Um, so, yeah, and Colton Herter right now is the youngest, the, the, the brightest star as far as young drivers... Uh, as far as American drivers, obviously you have Alex Pelot who won the championship this year. You have, uh, but he's not American. Now. But he's not American. He's Spaniard. You have um, Paro. You have Paro Award, which is Mexican. But the 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 most exciting driver, the youngest driver. Remember, he won his first race when he was eighteen. Yes, Roman Grosjean. Colton, 
Colton Hurd. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so obviously we just look at the trajectory the trajectory of the popularity of F1 here in the US. We obviously got, you know, we have we we've had Austin for for a number of years already, the the race at the Circuit of the Americas. Since twenty twelve. Since twenty twelve. Was that supposed to be a trivia question? No. No. Oh. Okay. That would have been that would have been way too easy. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have gotten it wrong because you just gave me the answer. Um, you've had the the popularity of dri- the popularity of Drive to Survive, which has put on a lot of American fans to the series, and what Danica Patrick said has given like you know a storyline to what Formula One is. The various storylines, the rivalries, the or the fake rivalries, you could say. Um, any of the drama going on behind the scenes, which which is what makes F one very interesting to uh, a casual fan. Um, we have a second race now added to the calendar, which would be Miami next year, and that's a ten year deal going forward. What would put it over the top would be in a, a an exciting American young driver, uh, which would be Colin Hurt Hurt. Um or or even just a recognizable name yeah, to Americans. Yeah, and and obviously you know, Colin Herta comes from a, a family. I mean his his father won the IndyCar championship at one okay. point. Yeah. I know. So he comes from a, he comes from a long line of, of racers who who are hev- heavily involved in motorsport. Obviously, you have the Andretti connection there because he drives for Andretti, which and um, uh, that. That team was obviously founded by Mario Andretti, which is a former F1 champion. Um, so it, it goes back. If you can, if you can get the ball rolling on that, you have again. This is all paraphrasing what Danica Patrick said. If you have somebody who's an American who will be on the newspapers, be on the talk shows, bring attention to F1, including the popularity of Drive to Survive. You'll you'll gain the traction that we need for the sport to be popular here in the U.S. To be more popular. To be more popular than yeah, what it is. And speaking of pedal award, go ahead now. Now that we've gotten to through that whole thing, he's yeah. going to be testing at the end of the uh, season for McLaren. Yes, which he's he was promised after he won, I believe, at Texas, Texas Motor yeah, Speed Texas Motor Speedway oval race actually. Uh, and he's already come out and said that Formula One is the dream. It is the pinnacle of racing, et cetera. It's where every driver wants to be. He also said that it's what got him into racing. Yes. You know, the 08 year following that year, the Hamilton Championship, that was the mm-hmm. year that got I, I, Supposedly that interview happened at Walking, whatever, wherever the hell is. Whatever the, 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 the McLaren, at McLaren headquarters. Yeah, Walking. McLaren headquarters. Yeah. So he, when they asked him, he, he was pointing out the car, the 08 car, that he would love even to even drive that car one day. Yeah, I mean, it's another bet right there. And he's he's a he's an exciting young driver also to watch as well in IndyCar. If and and he, I think he was at one point with the Red Bull program, and he left the Red Bull program because he was going to drive in F two. I think he did drive a few races in F two, but he was with the Red Bull program. He left the Red Bull program to join McLaren, where McLaren bought out Schmidt Peter. Well, bought. The majority stake in Schmidt Peterson, which is now McLaren Arrow SP um, IndyCar team, and he was uh, Lando Norris's teammate in virtual racing. No, or am I making that up? I don't know. Yes, he was actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Him and Oliver Askew. Yeah. Oh, the day of the Oliver Askew, the, the, the Indy yeah. 500, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The right? virtual, the, yeah, virtual, the virtual one. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and Oliver Askew is no longer with that team. But yeah, with Paro Ward and Lando Norris. Ertaz also raised. I think he was in F3 at one point. Yeah, I mean, it, the, it would have to be a clear path back to Europe. I don't think he wants to leave. Obviously, he's he's tagged to be a future IndyCar champion. He's mm -hmm. already won six races. He's, what, 20, what, 20 years old, 20, 21 years old, the most. He's he's very young, won his first race at 18. Um, actually, I think he won his first race at, at Circuit of the Americas. Um, and he's won in Laguna Seca. Uh, you know, top tracks here in, in the U.S. So he's very good. All he needed to do was get a drive, obviously, with uh, with a top team, with Andretti as a top team in IndyCar. Um, and he's showing out, man. Now, again, if if Andretti does buy that majority stake in Sauber, that would be the clear path back to Europe uh, for Colton Herta. And it'll be exciting to see him because he's really good. Very exciting young driver. So with that said, it's time, Ruben. Time for some trivia. <laughs> da, 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 da. Da, da, da. <laughs> we really got a drop for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so U.S. Grand Prix trivia. Yes. Tons of history here. In the U.S., yes. But we can't go too far because we're going to be blank. Like, where the hell did you get that question Why from? Why can't we? Because we're not that old. You guys are not. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I'm plenty. Ruben. Old. Plenty old. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to give you an easy one to mm. start. Mm. Uh, name the driver that ended a 114 race win drought. By Damn. Kimmy Raikkonen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By, winning a, by winning a quarter back in 2018. The last Ferrari winner. Yes. And also, well, he said it was about damn time or something like that. It was about damn time, right? <laughs> he said over the radio. Maybe it was a little bit more colorful than that. Last Ferrari, yeah. last Ferrari winner at Cota. Let me yes. clarify that. What was that? Last Ferrari winner at Cota. The last Ferrari champion. Yeah, the last Ferrari champion. Name the tire manufacturer that provoked the tire fiasco. Michelin. Yo, he got it. Not I'm sorry. Continue I was going to wait till you finished. You know, give him a shine. At the Why you take US a Grand shine Prix? for him? Uh, that was huh? such a legendary race. Yeah, Michelin uh, had told the FIA that they needed to slow down the car or added uh, a chicane right before the bank section to avoid the blood. Who won that race? You know who won the race right now. Oh, five? Hmm? Hold on, who won that race? I know who won the race. Does Wellington know I can't say that question anymore then. I don't. Michael Schumacher. Yep. I can't say the question anymore, so that's a question out of the way already. <laughs> 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 I got another one related to that. Go ahead. Can you name the teams that went on to race? All of them? Shit. Only three teams. I know. It was... Ferrari. Obviously Ferrari. Jordan? Yeah. You're not going to get the other one. I think they had like a red and white livery. Um, I don't know. Minardi. <laughs> Who was your sponsor? I don't remember. I remember like a Target or something. Maybe that was Jordan. Benson or Henson? Maybe. I don't the know. The cigarette company? Minardi. Hmm? Minardi. currently, well, what uh, turned into Toro Rosso, now off Atari. There you go. What's the name of the manufacturer? The tire manufacturer they had. The three teams. 
Bridgestone. Yeah, that one wasn't written down. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Jensen killed the, Yo, the race so, winner. So he, <laughs> what, are all the questions based on that one race? No, no, yeah, because... Yeah, right? <laughs> no, just there was only three questions based on that race. But okay. you killed one of them. <laughs> that who went three to win. Of three. I'm going to keep my mouth shut from next time. I'm just going to... That's all yeah. I'm going to do. So now we're moving to history, obviously. Uh, that's it. Wow. Come on, bro. You want it more than that? I was having fun. Oh, my bad. My bad. Sorry. Ruben won. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to U.S. Grand Prix history because Austin's too short to talk about just, obviously, Coda. Just talk okay. About. Mm-hmm. So uh, the U.S. Grand Prix, Grand Prix dates back all the way to the early 1900s when it was called the Grand Prix. Night Grand Prix. So, uh, and it was run actually local tracks here in Long Island and Savannah, Georgia. Wow. Uh, also, the Indy 500 has traces to date back to those early years as well. Uh, the Indy 500 was also one of the inaugural races during the first 11 years of the modern F1 World Championship. Um, it stayed in, uh, in, in the Indy 500, whatever, Indianapolis uh, until 1960. 1961, it went to Watkins Glen. Yeah, here in New York I as well. But, New York, like about six hours. By the way, people, yeah, it's like four hours from New York City. Is it four or six? Uh, I believe it's whatever. Whatever, it's far. Two hours more, two hours less mm-hmm. when you're going that far. It's nothing. Well, six hours is Montreal already, by the way. Yeah. So it's four hours. <laughs> that, that's how you... Yeah, okay. that's how I'm timing it. Dude, this is, <laughs> Buffalo's six hours from here and it's still in New York. Exactly. So yeah, no, four hours. <laughs> Buffalo's on the other it side. It depends what... The, what whatever, part? I'm not even going to keep going. Go, go ahead. No, no, it depends what mountain you're headed to. The Adirondacks. The what? Is that, that, that around that? I don't know. I don't what the hell is that? Finger Lakes? I don't know. What does this have to do with it? With history? No, nothing. <laughs> Just trying. <laughs> it, um, we raced at the Working Glens for the next 20 years. In the ni- 1980s, you just pretty much moved from, from track to track, from Las Vegas to Long Beach, Detroit, Arizona. And along all that, there was a bunch of mishaps that happened just, just from uh, poorly attendance or... Yeah, just yeah, places yeah. being too hot in a freaking casino parking lot. In Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because mean? of that, F1 disappeared for about 10 years. and Disappeared after from, from, from the U.S. <laughs> well, <laughs> F1 just disappeared <laughs> on the face of the earth. <laughs> no, he came back into 2000 to a modified over at, the, at Indianapolis. And that's pretty much where... Saying again, you know, it came back to a big fiasco with fans and all that stuff, and it had great attendance until '05 when it had the tire fiasco, and it's just raced again there until '07. Yeah, the, the issue there was with the uh, the bankings. Yes, the tires would t- the tires would heat up and it just explode. The tires weren't safe. Then from there, they like they were to make a deal with with, with Coda. It's now in 2010, and in 20. 2012, the prodigal circus came back. <laughs> 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 what happened was <laughs> so prodigal circus. <laughs> Can't live without us. Oh my god. <laughs> Made it return once again to the US and this time he came a quarter. Uh it's a track designed by Herman Tilk. Tilka. Tilka, okay. Like almost all the modern F1. Was tracks. that what you called him like? Was it Tickle? Tickle. Tickle. <laughs> Herman Tickle. <laughs> It's a, you know, obviously a track, you know, like mo- almost all the modern F1 tracks are designed by this guy. It's in the outer parts of Austin. Austin. It costs about $400 million, you know, to, to, to be built and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, most successful driver is uh, Hamilton. Ferrari is the most successful constructor 
at a U.S. Grand Prix, not just Coda. Okay. Mercedes is the only thing to have won more than one race at Coda. They have won five of the last six, you know, except for the cheating engine. You know? Yeah. Uh, Coda is only one of five anti-clockwise tracks mm-hmm. in, on the current calendar, which is Baku, Singapore, Abu Dhabi, and Brazil. What else you got? What did I miss? Yes. Modeled after a whole bunch of tracks. Yeah, it's like a Frankenstein you got, track. Yeah, you got the S's from from uh, Silverstone. Silverstone. You got that whack ass wannabe turn eight complex that's at the end of the lap, which is like turn fifteen around there. Uh, turn eight from Turkey. Yeah, from Turkey. Uh, they bottled that. After. I mean, if you look at all the Tilka tickle tracks, tickle. Yeah, he had he put because. That turn, that turn eight in Turkey was so successful. He's put it. They try to put it in Sochi, mm-hmm. and they try to put it here at at. at uh, it's, it works better here. To be honest, it does work better here yeah. than in Sochi. It's too it's long, still, in Sochi. but it's still not the same as yeah. the it's turn eight in, in, in Turkey. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's an awesome track. It is. It both, is a fun track. It's yeah. both it high speed and technical. It's mm-hmm. it's so good. And then that run to the first turn. There is a there is a now that you mentioned the the kid uh Colton Herta whatever earlier, Colton Herta. There is a video on YouTube of him talking about how difficult it is for a modern indie car to, to race, race here. Mm-hmm. And he was the one going turn by I was I was watching the video earlier, turn by turn on on how you know how to take it, what to do here and stuff like that. Talking yeah. about Coda. Well when, you don't have the same the same stop. Obviously, power, yeah, but yeah. you know, he's doing has how it's for uh, for IndyCar mm-hmm. is the longest track that they're racing. Yeah. So he, how he was so well, difficult. It's one of the longest straights that IndyCar races in. So if you if you go back to the first race that they had there a few years ago, you they were going was, out. Yeah, they were going out because they were coming literally off of that long straightaway, and so they don't fast. have the braking power. Oh, the bump to make, too. Yeah, and the, the bump didn't a help bump them. there too. So they don't have the braking power like an F one car to make they don't that have the turn. Downforce. Yeah, so they just let them go. And something that I read, I it was I didn't go deeper because I was not affiliated to F1. To bring sewer and water there, they had to pay like a certain amount of money that they're gonna get back as the city starts to develop on the way to the track. So yeah. meaning they pay, I guess, the city of Austin to mm-hmm. bring the sewer and water there to them. But as people start paying to get the service right, from Right, because they're tapping off of it. Yep. So as people start tapping into that, they'll pay back. Huh. <laughs> you know, the airport's not that far from there, actually. Uh, Austin is probably is one of the, the fastest growing cities in the yes. entire U.S. So not a ton of people move there Austin during the city. pandemic. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Wilson? That's it. Um, predictions. What do we think as far as qualifying? It's like, what are you, who are you calling up? <laughs> what are you calling up? <laughs> <laughs> uh I guess I will go first. I will take qualifying. Qualifying I will take Max Verstappen pole position. I will take Hamilton second and I will take Valtteri Bottas third. Fourth? Fourth. I think that this is going to be a good track. For the McLarens, um, fourth, I'm just gonna go Sergio Perez, which is an improvement for him. I think he builds. Off if of, you didn't say that, I was gonna be like, "You're really gonna write Perez off after last weekend?" I, right, exactly. I think that it's I a confidence builder from last weekend. Sure, mm-hmm. they've been talking about he needs to qualify better, and I think that he puts his foot down 
No pun intended. So four pairs. Fifth? Fifth, I think, like a Ricardo. Jens? This is just qualifying. Yeah, qualifying. I'm, I'm ready to say mine. <laughs> then say it. Uh, yeah, what he thinks. So, obviously, yeah, Max Verstappen is going to take pole. Lewis Hamilton, but Terry Bottas. Fourth will be Landon Norris. Fifth, I would say Leclerc. Yeah, thank you for going first. You know why? Why? Because you're dead wrong. Okay. Wow. All right, you're dead wrong. Go ahead. Because you know what? Based on the speed. No. Oh no. no? <laughs> speed increase? No? The speed increase for the for, for Mercedes. I'm saying Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Sergio Perez, fourth. Lando Norris, fifth. Okay. Okay, we're going to see. We're so gonna, then mm-hmm. how does that translate to your race prediction? There you go. Stays the same. Mm. Whoa. The only the only switcheroo that I may see would be um, Max overtaking Bottas, but I think that the Mercedes is too quick. It's gonna be too quick for them in this in this track. This is I a track know, that's tailor made for the Mercedes. No, it's not. It's yes, like it the is. reverse. It's tailor made for the Red Bull. No, no, with, no. It's with a long straight. Okay, with the long straight, the, the S's. The, the, the S's is straight Red Bull. They. In Silverstone, they work so fast in the S's that Mercedes. I think Mercedes. That, that's why Hamilton first, yo, pushed out Max because he wanted to have Mercedes that advantage. Mercedes has seemed to to claw back any advantage. <laughs> quietly, quietly, claw back quietly. any advantage that they that the that the Very Red Bull had. <laughs> okay, they've won five of the last six races on this track. Okay, okay. Mm, uh, they haven't won five of the last. Six. This is about this. This championship is about to get better. Better, better, better. Uh, better. What do you think? I, I, I think that uh, that that ham coming through with the hammer, with the hammer, and, I, I and, don't and the way Bottas is racing the past few races. Sup, 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 sup. I think pretty much stays the same way as my qualification. It will be Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. And it'll be a fourth and fifth will be still be a toss between Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Charlie. Charlie. I'm I'm tired of you know writing them off and then proving they prove me wrong. Well they they listen, they their they, car has made they have a better package this time around and their engine is a lot better. Listen, Ferrari believes that there will be McLaren and mm-hmm. in the construction. No, uh, yeah, they're iron third. And I believe that too, but I just don't think that this track suits them. But he also how has to look at how say, closely signs and Leclerc and points too. How am I going to say? How am I going to say that Ferrari is going to be a Mercedes engine when I'm tapping the Mercedes engine to beat everybody <laughs> else? I can't do it. How that. about you, Wellington? I don't know. I'm going back. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Hamilton. And I'll say Mercedes have won their fair share here, but you see all the other constructors, they're not as dominant here as they are on other tracks. So to me, it's like to give them the advantage here, it's like, ah, I, I just I just don't see it. Um, I don't know. I am going to go with Max winning the race, Hamilton second. I'm going to go with, wow. I'm going to go with the Lando Norris podium. Ooh, that's a big toss up. And then Charlotte Claire fourth. And fifth? So F Sergio Perez. Fifth Sergio Perez. No, both. Sergio Perez. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, both No, Bottas fourth. He's going to get another injury. Leclerc fifth. 
he, he might. He, he might. You never know. So, Ferrari versus McLaren here. Who do we think comes out on top on this track? McLaren. Yeah. The engine's too strong. Even though the Ferrari engine seems to be a lot better, uh, considering the results from the last race, I don't see it that much better. I think that this this will suit uh, McLaren better. This also a great this track will suit McLaren better. This is also a great weekend for us. We get to sleep in because the race is so early. <laughs> yeah. What does it start at? Five or Two. three? The Two. qualifying is at 5 p.m. Okay. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Jeez. The race, the race is, is at like three? three? Okay. That's so going to be, be weird. It's going to be great because I don't have to watch the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> My poor foot. One and five, baby. One and five. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about with this race? Yeah. Can't they, wait to they should have brought they should have brought back the introductions like they did a few years like ago. Like the wrestling introductions. Yeah. That yeah. was nice. With Michael Buffer. The Michael Buffer and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. That would have been great. Is McLaren gonna do something over the weekend besides Ricardo driving the car? You know how Red Bull most of the time we're doing like the past few years with Ricardo and Verstappen where they came like dressing like cowboys, whatever, the Sulu like that thing, something like that. Because nah. obviously Ricardo has a big influence with American yeah, culture. And stuff so, yeah, like that, that, was, so. that was. I would think McLaren would there. probably do yeah, something more. Than I mean, Ricardo, besides man. the the like the football style shirts or something like those. Besides I, that, you think? Dude, I don't think that. I don't think that Max and Red Bull are messing around with anything. They are laser focused to win. Yeah. Okay. Right. Good. Yeah. Better right. for us. More reason. They already did a few things, and anyways, Red Bull. Yes, they had a they had they they did the white they, they ran a, a demo car in in Dallas. Yes, they did in Dallas. They did like a demo run. Show your parents doing. And they did a demo run here in New York. How are yes, we not going to talk was, about that? Was that was over the weekend in Turkey. Yeah, where the there. NYPD gave them a ticket. Good. The traffic agent, ticket. not NYPD. Let's not, not trust the NYPD. Demos. It wasn't even street legal that car. Yeah, it wasn't even street legal. And they I mean, it was a well deserved ticket. What, what was the ticket for? Dual parking? Parking a pump? What was the ticket for? So being uh, an ugly ass car. Being a what? <laughs> you know what? An ugly ass car. <laughs> <laughs> Not a particular fan of that. But that uh, yeah, that, we can tell. We yeah. can tell. That look, it was Chinatown too when, the, when we got the ticket. Oh, it was not Chinatown. So if you've ever been to the US, that area of, the, of downtown Manhattan is very, very close. Congested. Yes. Congested. So you go there after a tiny street. Well, after, they're after used noon. to that in Europe. So you, yeah, probably yeah. Yeah. But if you go to that area around 12, 1, 2 p.m., you're going to take you forty minutes just to go around the block. You're definitely going to get a ticket if you park in the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah, we normally just leave the truck in the middle of the street. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, you know that rule. I think yeah. that Sergio Perez is having a peking duck. <laughs> peking duck. <laughs> peking duck. <laughs> while he, uh, <laughs> while he was. Uh, but he wasn't Perez driving up here. I don't think it, it was his helmet, but I don't think it was. Yeah, no, it wasn't because Perry was in Turkey when he was, it, in, when it was being done. I got, who, it was over, who knows? It was man. over the Turkey weekend. Cause was, I know, I, but, I it was his, but what I'm saying is that it was his helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was somebody portraying Perry. Of course, of course. And on that note, six races left. Talking this is Carlos, number six. We're having a great discussion. Yeah. Sergio Perry's being in Turkey. China That's why I got to cut it off. Yeah. We will never end. No, yeah. We'll catch up with you guys later. Free Ruben and Jens. Add up to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Don't free them. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher if you guys want to listen in on our podcast platforms. 
YouTube, jump to start racing podcast. You can see these clowns jerk <laughs> joke around. Thank you, thank you. At jump to start F1. <laughs> see you guys next time. Enjoy the race. It's race week. Free Ruben and Yancey. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>